Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Atlanta! It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Happy New Year. We are glad that you are back with us. We are glad that you are safe and healthy. And hopefully in 2023, you're going to have a prosperous year because that's what we are counting on here on Dukes and Bell. With that said, guys, there's a lot to get to today, Mike Bell. Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on. And and to be quite honest with you, there are days Mike and I come in here and we have a five-hour show. There are very few shows around the country that have five hours to do what we do. Um, we're lucky in that way. But there are days we come in here, and some days it's five hours and we, we wish we had more. And today's probably going to be one of those days coming off of all the stuff that we had happen this last weekend, um, specifically with the dogs. We now are in the last week of the NFL season, the Falcons, and three starts under Desmond Ritter's belt. Uh, the Hawks went out west last night and did what the Hawks do. They come mm-hmm. up short and you know find a way to, to, to gack it in the end. And then last night, Mike, where everybody, the world was watching Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin on the field and this situation. And I, I just want to start there, Mike, because it's so top of mind right. with everything that's going on. You were just telling me, and guys, this has nothing to do with this injury, nothing to do with the, the human side of this story. But Mike was just saying to me, I was in a championship game for my fantasy league. And I think there were a lot of people who were playing fantasy football last night casually. Just It's right. a backstory, But... This game now that's been postponed and probably won't be made up, okay? At least the league is saying they have no intention to play it this week. And Mike was just saying, you know, that this is a weird deal from that standpoint. But how are you feeling when you saw yeah, it last it's, night? it's just so trivial. And, again, we're most, most leagues are people that had two guys in the final just splitting it at this stage because there's so many players on both teams. Because, again, they're two of the best teams in the NFL with so many stars. I mean, like everybody, I just I mean – it was surreal because to, to watch it. And it, the first thing I thought of when I was watching it with my wife, and she freaked out, my, my aunt, we always talk about Aunt Matilda, she's a thoracic heart surgeon. So I texted her, she's watching the game, and she says, yeah, probably a shot to the heart. And same thing, if you guys remember, I thought of Chris Pronger. Remember the St. Louis Blues? Yeah. He got hit in the chest with a slap shot. Same thing, he went down, his eyes were wide open, it freaked everybody out. It was one of those type situations. It's, and again, apple, apples to oranges because he was able to play like two days later. But in this case, Carl, you see the reactions. And I thought it was a, a, a classy move by Zach Taylor to get with it, you know, the, the Bills coach. And they all said, look, this, we, there's no way we can proceed. The confusion got out there because the word started somewhere that the NFL said you got five minutes to get your team back out there. NFL now. Now, here's the thing. Do you believe them? Troy Vincent said that never happened. So here's my biggest issue with, with the NFL. And for those who watched this play out last night, and I, I did. I watched every moment. Uh, kudos to Scott Van Pelt. 
and, you know, Ryan Clark for sitting there and doing something that nobody wanted to have to do mm. and, and talk about it in a way that, that made it not only fascinating but also giving you, you know, some player perspective there. I, I watched this three hours in, Mike, and finally Troy Vincent comes out and makes a statement. Where was Roger Goodell? Guys, it's 2.03 right now on the East Coast. If something happened with our country, whether you like him or not, or no matter where your politics are, the president's going to come on and say, here's what's going on. For Roger Goodell, he is the head of the NFL. And I thought it was interesting that he wasn't present to make a statement, to come on television, to do something in this moment last night. And then we saw Troy Vincent three hours later. It was almost damn near midnight. And you're going, okay, Goodell, where's Goodell? What's, what's going on here? Right. So from that standpoint, I was a little perplexed about what that was and what was going on. Now, I know, again, I know a lot of people were hit, hitting me up last night, Mike, saying, why didn't the NFL make this decision sooner? I do think in the moment, you're making calls, what's the latest, where are we at, what's going on? I get it. But I also don't understand why we didn't see or hear from Roger Goodell last night. Yeah, now, if he's out of the country, out of the loop, there are, could be some extenuating circumstances. But I thought by 1230 when they did that, they did a teleconference last night, nationwide media, that you would have had Roger Goodell Mike, on we, the phone. we played a season in the bubble. Right. We, I mean, we played a season with no fans in the stands. Roger Goodell did a draft in his basement. Right. Are, are you, you telling me there's no way he shouldn't have been no, available? That's what I'm saying. By 1230, where is he? I agree with you. The other thing was, and here's, here's the reality of it. They were waiting, the NFL was, to hear from the hospital, he's okay, he's okay, and then let's get back to work, guys. Do the, you know. Look, it's, it's the one league where the guys aren't paid enough money. I think we could all agree to that. But it's that, that's basically where it was. They were waiting to get the all clear of the hospital, and that was not going to happen. So, again, the players, the, look, this was a player-driven deal. The NFL can spin it any way they want. The Buffalo Bills and the Bengals, and the Bengals supported the Bills and said, we're done, we're not playing tonight. And will you guys figure it out? And that's who made that. You want to say the tail wag the dog, so be it. Because it was a vacuum from the NFL as far as leadership. We don't have any new information in regards to DeMar Hamlin. He's in critical condition. He remains in critical condition. As soon as we hear anything, we certainly will let you guys know. But it is a shock to the system around the country mm. um, because NFL is our sport, guys. It's, it's, our, it's our thing, right? And, and everybody that was paying attention and watching, and we're at the end of the season, and this had playoff implica- implications. And even if you didn't, if you're watching CNN or Fox last night, they broke in with this, Mike. So it was everywhere. And at the end of the day, um, the NFL will be questioned, specifically Roger Goodell, about how he handled this and, and how they move forward on it. Now, I think the right decision is to not play this game, Mike, period. End. I don't think mm-hmm. they should play this game. Now, moving forward, I think, you know, you get to week 18, play the schedule out. If the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals play in the playoffs, that's a different conversation. But I don't think you need to make this game up. Look, there's just logistically – and, again, you could also argue that the NFL – now, it's, there's never another off week after the season ends, guys. For the last 50 years, they go from the final week of the season into the wild card playoff. So it's not like adding this extra week of football. Oh, the greed. Yeah, it's a greed move. But there's, it's not like they had an extra week to use. And there's no way you could have teams playing on a Monday – and now move it to a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and they got to turn around in three days and play a playoff game. That, that's not that's not fair to anybody. So this is one. It's almost like an act of God. What do they say in insurance? Force majeure. So you just that's it. That's one less game that gets played. And and now it's interesting because the team that benefits ultimately from this is Kansas City. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see about that because there was certainly a chance for Buffalo to let the uh, playoffs you know go through Buffalo. And and I'm sure you know on some levels there's fans like I get it the fans want this game played they want to get out there and see it but right now 
Buffalo doesn't get a chance to be tied with Kansas City and then have Kansas City come to their house. And this is going to be one of those what-ifs because this was – I mean, the ramifications were huge. I know Skip Bayless got absolutely destroyed last night on social media. when he, Out of context, I believe, yeah. you know, talked about th- how big the game was. Well, listen, if you're good enough, you can go on the road and win three games on the road and go to the playoffs. Guess who did it last year? Cincinnati. You, you can do it. So if your team is good enough, at the end of the day, is that bigger than this situation, this human moment for DeMar Hamlin and what it means for the NFL? The answer is no. Guys, he may come out of the hospital. He may not. And the NFL and these guys that were on the field last night are going to have to emotionally compartmentalize that and try to finish this season. We hope nothing but the best prayers up for Hamlin and his family. Mm. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to the dogs, Mike, because – I don't know if we're going to get a more exciting game in the national championship than what we saw at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and the comeback from the dogs. Now, Chuck Smith's going to join us in less than 10 minutes, guys. We'll talk more about the NFL. We'll get his thoughts on the Falcons, their win. I'll take it. Guys, I don't care how we win. I've said that. I'll take it. But, Mike, this win for Georgia and putting them back in position to win another national championship – Unbelievable. Look, we said it all last week. This Ohio State team has heard nothing but four weeks of you guys suck and how the hell can you lose like that to Michigan? I don't know how a team can play as well as they did and lose like that to Michigan in their own house. Go figure it. But Ryan Day, let me throw one moment at you and you tell me what you – because here's what I took from this. Georgia wins without their fastball, without their A game, without obviously Stetson playing his best game, without playing their their defense looked as confused as it did against Nussmeyer and LSU in the second half. That's undebatable. But how about this moment? After you get the C.J. Stroud scramble, Carl, with like 30 seconds left, Ohio State did nothing. They never advanced the football. I thought the play calling was screwy. I think they put that on the shoulders of Ryan Day, and they had to settle for that 50-yard field goal. All the momentum. Let's be honest. When he scrambled there, didn't you think that game was over? Yeah, because you're you're setting yourself up now for the game winning. I thought, forget field goal. I'm thinking they're going to score. Mike, I thought they might punch it in. Um, what we did know is the pressure that was going to be on Ryan Nuggles mm-hmm. or Noah Ruggles, so that, that is the kicker for Ohio State, who misses the 50-yard touch uh, field goal to win the game. Uh, C.J. Stroud was brilliant in this game, guys. Now, is that a function of the dogs, Mike, not getting enough pressure on him? Absolutely. Well, we talked all week, Carl, while you were on vacation. I know you probably talked about the week I was off about Jalen Carter, and Jalen Carter was going to be the difference maker. Jalen Carter looked gassed. It was very warm, by the way. I was in the, I was in the stadium. It was a little humid out there for those who were yep. in, downtown. So there was a lot of heat. I know Thaler and Herbstreit talked about it in the broadcast. But the, the things you thought, the cause and effect, and then the injury started to mount them on Georgia on defense. So, yeah, Stroud had plenty of time, and when they finally had got him, they got him with the blitz. They blitzed on seven of the final 14 plays. They had to. I mean, they just couldn't let him continue to sit back there. 348, four touchdowns. Mike, I think he increased his draft status in this game. If you're going to talk about lasting impressions, right, the mm-hmm. last moment that you see a guy like C.J. Stroud, I, I think he played well enough to maybe – a team goes, well, maybe he's better than we thought. Let's go back and check out the film. We'll worry about that in the spring. But what about Stetson Bennett, Mike? He's the best quarterback in the history of Georgia. There's no debating it. There's no, we, we don't even need to talk about it any longer about this guy or that guy. But, Mike, I didn't like the way Kirby killed him at the end of the game when he's talking, I believe it was, to Holly Rowe. Right. And, and, and Kirby's like, you know, the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. Kirby, you're better than that. Your team wasn't playing well. Your defense wasn't getting stops. Your DBs were not Mm -hmm. defending those wide receivers, and yet you put it on Stetson, and I thought, Mike, it was a little bit out of pocket. He almost made it sound like Stetson was freelancing. Yes. He's gone off script. Yes. And I'm like, so, all right, so literally your quarterback is just making stuff up. at the end. He's going Russell Wilson on Pete Carroll. I don't know what's going on there. 
But I will be honest with you. I think Kirby, one of the better decisions he made, two monster decisions, the, uh, the fake punt where they sniffed it out, and he got that timeout in a split second, and then telling the Georgia Bulldogs at halftime, shutting it down, don't let Stetson throw a pick before the half, because well, he was ripe to do that. Some coaches want to take a chance, and they get caught up in the we can get two for one. I had no issues with that. I just had an issue with this is the best quarterback you've ever had. For all the things this kid's been through, and then you put him on blast on national TV as if, well, he was clowning around and we should have been better. It was like, whoa, timeout. Like, you just won the damn game. Yeah, I was surprised by those comments. I was also surprised and pleasantly surprised, as were dog fans, to see Arian Smith and Adonis Mitchell and the wide receivers pop. Because when you lost Darnell Washington, Carl, you get out of your 12. They like to run the two tight ends and create all those mismatches, and they couldn't do that. So as many, and we'll talk about it. I know Ohio State fans are bellyaching about the Marvin Harrison hit. Georgia's injuries were just as important to them. Coming up, Chuck Smith's going to join us. We'd love to hear from you guys on our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, 404-741-0929. Find Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up, see Dukes. And this radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. And, of course, follow this radio station and stay up on everything that's going on. 92.9 The Game. We're coming back. Chuck Smith joins us next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know what the music means. Chuck Smith is here. Dr. Rush and Chuck, it is good to have you on this Tuesday. Happy New Year, my man, to you and your family. And uh, a new year brings new challenges. I want to start with what Mike and I started the show with, what pretty much everybody around America is talking about, and that is safety DeMar Hamlin. Um, he had his heartbeat restored after suffering cardiac arrest Monday night. I didn't know. I'm, I, I'm guessing many people who watch this and are listening now didn't know the severity of it. But when you hear, you know, Joe Buck say they're giving CPR, right. you know something is different. And, Chuck, I just want to ask you about your experience of, of you know, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like this, but as a ball player and being around guys and seeing the way guys reacted last night on both teams – I think told the entire story. Well, it, it hit home because, you know, the NFL is a brotherhood. Whether you're retired or playing, when you've ever put your body on a line and get on that field and compete, you know there are dangers that come with, you know, playing at that highest level. But I never thought that you'd see this kind of danger and this kind of uh, traumatic injury and what would happen in the game and it's unprecedented when not only do you see a teammate go down but you see him fighting for his life you see them giving him cpr you know for 10 minutes you know you see them you know do put the defibrillator on him it mentally when you think about that it just it's horrible and then realizing that you know this is a young man his dream is to play football. And whereas we know we get injuries, but you never think that this game is going to take your life. Right. And all the news that I'm hearing about now, you know, from his family and the doctors, what little they're saying, it's positive that it's not something that's coming out that's negative. But I feel for him. But as a player, it's, uh, it, it was uh, tough to, for me to watch. But I also have a lot of respect and um, understanding how his mother and his family would feel because that's way bigger than my feelings right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I just felt, uh, Chuck, watching it, and I, I couldn't imagine anyone coming from any other viewpoint on it. I just don't know how you can regroup. I, I mean, you can go in the locker room, but, I mean, how do you shake that? I mean, and that's something that doesn't shake in exactly 36 hours either. So there was just no way I thought they could ever get back on the field. You know what? Just, just shaking that, there's no way they could have went back on the field. Yeah. 
I'm going to tell you from a bigger picture, I, and you guys have heard how I talk about how I played the game, and I was reckless. I didn't really care about other players when it comes to injuries, and most of the other guys in my era didn't care either. But this one right here changed my thinking a little bit when you think about the severity of what happened from the standpoint of if I'm a player now, I'm thinking about that in the game and thinking about, you know, at one point, the high, listen, at one point, as bad as it sounds, one of the worst things that players never talked about that, that has happened before in the NFL, there have been guys get paralyzed. But now there's another level of fear that has to be taken into account is that you could lose your life when it, if something like this, no matter when they find out more about what happened, you know, it takes it to another level. So I see things like as canceling the game, no question. I see things as how do they, they're talking about rescheduling. Man, I don't know, but if I'm a player, and I'm going into Cincinnati or if I'm these staying two teams or even, even if I'm another team, that's going to be on these guys' minds for quite some time. I can tell you that now, and that's, it changed the way I see things. And I, I think the NFL is going to be a lot different the way people look at other things that can hurt you when it comes to football. One last thing for me, Chuck, on this, and then I want to get to our Falcons and what you saw okay. in their win against the, the Cardinals as we get ready for the last week of the season for the Falcons. Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I thought Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor were awesome last night. There is no book that these coaches pull out when, when these circumstances and situations happen like this. We don't know everything that was said, but as much as the coverage that we got a chance to see, I thought these two coaches handled the situation. And Mike kind of said, both of these teams were like, we're not going back out there. And the coaches were like, we're done. I just – it's rare that we get a chance to see these guys in a circumstance like this, and you just don't know how people are going to react. And I just – I want to give them credit. Sean McDermott, guys, is the Bills coach, and obviously Zach Taylor is the coach of, of the Cincinnati Bengals. I give both coaches a lot of credit. I give, you know, the, the Cincinnati, the hospital, a lot of credit. Both teams, medical staff, and they just showed you that they were prepared. And they were ready, and they had a, an, an entire plan for a situation like this, as well as I, I totally get the players. I love that there are players that drove down in the middle of the night, some of his friends, you know, his Pittsburgh family are, you know, are, are, are supporting him. I reached out to a couple of the guys I know that played at Pitt that I work with just to check on them and see how they was doing. They're taking it tough. But give those coaches – and I think the NFL for making the right decision, and as well as the NFL now not even having a conversation about when the game should be made up. Not a conversation. And there's going to be some sacrifices. I don't know if you call it sacrifices for the NFL. Things aren't going to be like they was when it comes to this scheduling. So it's all about this young man and, and, and these players because this is – man, that's traumatizing. I can't imagine. I, that's something – you, that's something that you're going to see. You People will have dreams about. Guys are going to think about who, who were those guys and some of those people that were in those stands, man. So credit to the coaches and uh, credit also to the NFL for making sure they did the right thing and not letting it drag on because the game needed to end faster, but they still did it in a, in a respectable manner. It is our man Big Chuck Smith, guys, on the WadeFord.com hotline talking about uh, obviously the circumstances last night. Let's move on to the Falcons. 
All right, man, good news, bad news. Ritter has not thrown a pick in three games. Chuggy has also not thrown a touchdown. Cordero Patterson yeah. dropped one to hit him right in the numbers, so he would have had our first TD. Are you seeing enough from Desmond Ritter where you say, yeah, I'll roll with him next year, or do you still need more? Well, I think right now he's the option because in the offseason, who are you going to go get? Who's out there that you feel that gives you the best upside? I've been hearing somebody say, yeah, bring in Tannehill. Oh, come on now. I mean, <laughs> listen, uh, to me, in the morning things, I, I, yeah, I'd rather run with Desmond Ritter than him. All right, Lamar Jackson, come on, y'all, stop that. You really think that he's coming here? No. And so looking at some of the other guys out there, I, I think Ritter, to me, has shown enough to say, I'll bring him to camp and he's competing with somebody else, but I'm not trying to go and get one of those two guys. But I saw some, I saw some, some savvy in the kid now. And that last drive, I saw some plays he made, standing in the pocket strong, making some throws. I thought he was very well complimented by Tyler Algier, who is a stud at running back. He, he's not only just proving it, he's showing it every week. He runs hard. Drake London, I think he's stepping up. I really saw a lot from those guys, and I was really impressed. And I think the quarterback, I think he hasn't disappointed. I think he's no question we'd like to see him throw more touchdowns. Patterson had a chance to help him with that. But from what he's done, I mean, they won a game. He's had some opportunities, and I think that he has an opportunity to be a solid starting NFL quarterback. Now, we don't know how – are we willing to go into next year and say, hey, we're still developing him over the first six games? I don't know how some of the veteran players will feel about that, but I, I like the kid. we got to get some more pass rush, Chuck. We, we, I know we're not there yet. We'll get past this next <laughs> Sunday. Um, but yeah. for Mike and I, come January, we turn the page, and our team is not in the playoffs. i, I got to make our team better. we got to go get some pass rush, man, because I do like some of these young pieces. Troy Anderson, yeah. um, you know, Ogan Daisy, some of these guys up front, they pop at times. But we don't have enough. We just don't have enough. No, it's bad. It's really bad. And I know Mike Bell, nobody's talked about it. You guys have talked about it because it's well documented that we just haven't been able to get to the quarterback. And when you look at the teams, you look at Nick Bosa, you look at the Niners, they smother quarterbacks. Look at the Eagles. The Eagles have four guys that have 10 sacks. Mm. With with the, the next guy, Fletcher Cox, has, I think, seven and a half. So it's very frustrating. But I'll tell you one thing it does do. It keeps me on Dukes and Bell in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I, uh. I, I, I wish the best for him, guys. But you know what? And, and I'm going to say this again, Mike. I kind of think I said this last week. I, I, I'm frustrated for the Falcon fans. This conversation is getting old. Hmm. I mean, it's, now it's going into a, the second coach was Dan Quinn. And even before that a little bit, I'm just frustrated also for the people at the top. Honestly, Arthur Blank. I mean, you're trusting the, the personnel people. You're trusting the, the advanced scouting to get it right. right. So why haven't the Falcons found that gem in the fourth round? Why haven't any of our young guys this year performed up to the standard of what we're seeing maybe the Aiden Hutchinson or the Kayvon Thibodeau or even a James Houston, not just the guys who are top picks, or older guys, or a free agent like Lorenzo Carter. You know, I, I'm just frustrated for everybody else. I see what's going on from that standpoint, but I hope that eventually, guys, 
that conversation is we're, we've got 50 sacks and guys are getting after the quarterback. But right now it's not the, it's not the story, and I hate it for everybody. Nah, it's just, you know, we're, we're the team that goes for the Rashid Hegemans of the world, and, you know, it's just these guys are just complete busts, you know, and Marlon Davidson, and yeah. you know, we, we've talked about yeah. Tack McKinley when we could have had, uh, you know, T.J. Watt, J.J.'s brother, you know, oh, he's a 3-4 guy. You know, I, I, again, I mean, by the way, Chuck, to your point, I'm not really sold. I don't know where, how you grade Fontenot. There's some good things like Algier. There's some other things that are kind of confusing. Hey, speaking of confusing, while we got Chuck on the horn, mm-hmm. Carl and I were just talking off the air about this. What did you make of Jalen Carter's performance? Do you just say Ohio State's got some big dogs, or he, was he gassed, or what, what did you make of it? We, we just spent all week saying Jalen uh, Carter was going to break things up on Ohio State's O-line. Hold up, though, Mike. What did I tell you when y'all asked me what would I, I think? Who was that? I think you asked me what would I do to Jalen Carter. Right. I said I would turn into a backyard brawl. I would chip him when I get a chance. If I'm a double-team guy, I'm going to take him to the ground. I'm going to make him work. When he's running downfield, I'm going to take a cheap shot at him. I want to see how the bully reacts. So what you saw is guys getting after him. I talked about Ohio State is a powerhouse. They are Georgia. They are Alabama. They are in that class. Mm. So their players are in that class. So what you saw there, they went at him. And another thing you saw also from Georgia's standpoint, I mean, they were chasing the quarterback I mean, you know, they were missing a lot of plays, so they were, you know, they had him moving. But I think they took it, they went after him like he wasn't the guy that everybody says was going to beat them up. That's what you do to good players. You make him work. And that's what happened with Jalen. They went after him, and that's what they should have done. You know, and, he, and again, he made some plays. But, you know, I, I, I was impressed by Ohio State. And, guys, just because everybody's saying you're going to be the number one pick don't mean Ohio State cared. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Well, you know what? I don't think TCU cares either. I, I, I'm going to say this. Nope. And dog fans, I hear you right now. Oh, Dukes! They're not going to lay down either. <laughs> They're not going to lay down either. And everybody that was telling me the Big 12 and all oh, TCU's not this and that, they found a way. Guys, they led the entire game against Michigan. Michigan was giving up 13 points a game this season. They ran through them like a hot knife through butter. So if you think that they're just going to show up and be like, oh, well, Georgia, you got the defending national champs, it's not going to be that easy, especially on a neutral site. I I cannot wait for this game, but I will tell you exactly what I agree with you totally, Chuck, when it comes to these guys and their best players. Let's go at them. Let's see what they've got. And and I think Sonny Dykes, I know this. That's how he coaches. They're going to go at Georgia's best players. Keely Ringo better get ready. I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. they're going to go at him. So – it's going to be interesting. We got to run, man. Always good to talk with you. Okay. We're going to talk about what we can expect this last week for the Falcons on Friday with you, man. But get us out of here. All right, guys. Live life every day like it's third and eight. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck Smith, guys, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Big Chuck Smith. Joe, got to get the first one of the new year. Uh, so, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you can see another game in the 90s. I mean, over under of like 91. And if, if you do the same things you've done, 850 yards Georgia secondary has given up the last two games. Mike, is that not a problem? It's a problem. All right, we're coming back. When we do, we're going to let you hear what Kirby had to say about Stetson Bennett, and I didn't like it one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bit! It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, 3 o'clock, NFL Blitz is on the way. We got a lot to chop up when it comes to the National Football League. And, uh, again, we've been talking a lot today about uh, the situation with Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin. We'll continue to keep you updated. If anything changes, we'll certainly let you know first right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, Mike, before we get to uh, some, some headlines and things that happened over the weekend, Hawks lose last night, um, double overtime, okay? And, and I'll be quite honest with you about this. I was so wrapped up in what was happening right. with the Monday night football game and the health and well-being of, of DeMar Hamlin that I, I didn't even watch last night. I got up this morning, had it on DVR, went back, and my, I literally go to this first overtime because I wanted to see what happened. Second overtime, I see how we lose. I see what happened. And for me, guys, you know, I, I've been out the last week and a half or so, but I ended up going to the Nets game. Um, the night the Nets came in. And then we had the Lakers come in, right? And LeBron right. goes off on his birthday. But the Nets game was indicative. And that was a game where Trey didn't play, right? Um, Hunter didn't play. and there was had a, a calf contusion. Yeah, allegedly. And there was no Capella, okay? And I was ticked off because I was sitting next to some, some kids that were like, hey, I came to see Trey Young. And then the game starts. They're like, where's Trey? And I'm like, fellas, he's not out there. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, he's, he's not out there. And they go, well, he's on the bench. And that's when I tweeted out, is Trey on the bench? And he wasn't. And then he was. They waited till the game started, and then he came out a little bit later, and he was on the bench. Because I was about to go in, Mike, because I was like, are you kidding me? Here we go again. But he was there. Not ready to go. I, I, I'm aware, Nate. And then they lose that game, and then, oh, why doesn't Nate do what coaches do, and that's call timeouts. And everybody around the country is asking the same question I'm asking. And then we get to the Lakers game, and, and LeBron beat us single-handedly. LeBron came in here with, with scrubs. 
and basically went, I'll score 50 and we'll win tonight. And then you fast forward, and this is what I'm getting to. Mike, we're in this rut. I don't know how to get out of this rut. Well, while you were gone, while Rob was filling in, and every time we came up, I said, look, it is it is what it is. Nate can't get these guys on track. We're three games under 500. You're going to have to move on. They wanted, and, and Steve Coonan came on the show with us and said, look, you know, you want to give – him a chance to work with the full team and the full roster. All right, but we're going to wait till the All-Star break. I like your idea of Kenny Atkinson because I think at this time, D'Antoni is too old for this job. Yes. So go get Kenny Atkinson. Who He's has, the number one assistant with Golden State right now. And he gets it, and you'll have an identity in the half court. So, you know, you waste good performances like that last night from John Collins. You know, Trey did his job, one could argue. Him and DeJounte were pretty good. Three points. Trey's either not taking a lot of threes. His percentage has crept up the last two weeks, but it's still not close to what he's supposed to be doing. And then I thought last night, where's A.J. Griffin? You know, get him in the mix. You know, get, get some firepower off the bench. 15 minutes for A.J. Griffin last night in a double overtime game is asinine. And that, I'm, I'm just, I've lost faith in Nate. I'm saying, why postpone the inevitable? And then, of course, the story leaked last week that he was thinking about walking away. At the end of the year, he may walk away. Well, let's just get on with it already. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and the first thing that came to mind, and I've told you guys this, if you're of retirement age or you're thinking about changing jobs and you've spoken that, it's time to go. If you've said, I need to go ahead and retire, you're, you're not showing up every day giving me your best. If you are thinking about changing jobs and you're like, yeah, my job's okay, but, you know, I probably should leave. You're not showing up every day giving me your best. So when I heard that, I was like, Nate, now that this is out there, how am I as a fan supposed to believe that you're showing up every day and you're going to be professional and that we're not going to not be ready for these games night in and night out because you've already said, I'm thinking about retirement. We're flat. And I'm going to be honest. Why? Is, you've made it easier for the Hawks to move on now. You've already said it. The, 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 the skids have been greased. Uh. You've already put it out there. I, I just don't know what wrestler or Landry Jones are waiting for. Okay, let's just get on with it. And it, it, coaches get fired in the NBA more than any other sport. At a the only other close sport that comes close to the NHL. Okay, so let's get on with it. Can we say this though? And then we got to get a slow pace. <laughs> yes, all these things we are aware of. <laughs> Can we say this though? Remember when y'all told me Nate was the answer? Flat. Remember when y'all told me that he was connecting with our star? Mm-hmm. At what point are you guys going to start looking at our star? I just got to ask the question. We're on the verge of having two different coaches with two different philosophies gone. I'm just asking. Turtle behind the glass, mm. Bo Morgan executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hit the headlines with Dukes and Bell. All right, Young Way Koo, Mike, did you think he was going to make the field goal? Yeah, it's Young Way Koo. It's Young Way Koo. Yeah, yeah, listen. I don't think you could have set it up any better for the Falcons. They win 2019 over the Cardinals. I said it. I hadn't experienced a win in so long. I didn't know what it felt like. It was Desmond Ritter's first win and a come-from-behind win. Correct. Correct. So that is a first come-from-behind victory. Now, he hits Cordero Patterson right in the chest. He dropped it. That would have been Ritter's first touchdown. Did you think he caught it? I thought, well, you know, you got to you gotta control it. You got to control it. I thought he had it, man. I did. He went to the ground. I'm like, oh, it looks like a catch. And, and by the way, I just want to get this out of the way because you talk about it. Like, I tweeted about halfway through the second or third quarter. I go, I'm just not seeing enough from Ritter. I, I'm, I need something to pop. He throws a ball, his best ball he's arguably thrown to Damian Bird, Damir Bird down the sideline, and Bird gets his arm hit, no call. Refs are obviously clueless. So that was a ball that could have been one of the best thrown balls we have seen. Couldn't connect. So that's there's two. He's got to be, should have been over 200 yards passing for what it's worth. Okay. I'm with you. By the way, 
And we'll talk more about this in our Falcon Report. I want to believe, but has he has he has he shined enough for you to go? There's no way we're drafting a quarterback in the spring. You can't tell me that. Now, the two, two things I would say in his defense, the offensive line is still inconsistent. And then where I sit, I sit up in 342 in the front row, so I can see all the routes develop. Drake London does not get great separation. He does not get consistent good separation, nor do the other receivers. So it sucks that we don't get to see Pitts. We joked around with Coach about that on Wednesday. I just these, This receiver court does not get open enough for a young quarterback, to be honest. And that's why sometimes he checks down. Because he just he, – he's not going to – So what you're saying is he make, he's making the right he's decision. Making, guys, he's got zero interceptions through three games. Yeah. You can't say that about Kenny Pickett. You can't say that about a lot of rookie quarterbacks. That's true. Let's hear Young Way Koo get the dub, please. There's a right-to-left angle for Young Way Koo. Liam McCullough will snap. Pinion spot. The kick is from Koo, and it is good. And Atlanta wins. It felt good. I don't know what you were doing, but I was like, ah, it's winning. This is what it feels like. Let me just engulf myself in this. Um, I, I, Man, I, I just want more of that. I know we got next season to look forward to. Guys, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be an incredibly important offseason for our Falcons. Terry Fontenot, we're about to find out what you got. You've got money. You've got decisions to make. Arthur Smith has already shown us he can coach a limited roster. How do you improve this thing and get us better? This is going to be a critical offseason. I like the idea. And, again, now that we know we're picking somewhere between 6 and 10, we're going to have to move up, guys, and maybe move up in the end of the first round as well. we got a lot of picks. We've got to get impact. We already talked about it, Carl. The free agent class is very mediocre for edge rushers. Squid Billy, Bo, uh, Bo Morgan came up with this last week. Deron Payne from the commanders next to Grady. Ooh. How about that? Is that Ooh. something you'd be interested in? That's more doable at free agency. And then, Carl, you've got to commit high picks to edge. I don't want to see. Now, we got to go get another wide receiver at some yeah. point. Maybe yeah. we do that through free agency. But there's still a lot of holes, and I know we think we've got unlimited budget. Got to be very judicious in how we're going to do this. We've got to fix the O-line first, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and, by the way, it doesn't mean that we spend all of our money because no. we – it, that's not how it works. What we're saying is we got to be right and spending it the right way. Headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. I did not like Kirby calling out his quarterback. Not one bit. Kirby? Well, he showed great competitive character, but he's got to play within our system, and he's got to do what he's coached to do, or you can't win games. You know, he didn't get those opportunities until the defense stopped him. And we got fortunate to stop him a couple times. He must play better if we expect to win the next one. What about everybody else playing better, Kirby? Don't just put this on the back of Stetson Bennett. He's the best quarterback that Georgia's ever had, and he has a chance to win another chip. Mike, I thought that particular comment was Kirby being PO'd in the moment right. and, and calling his quarterback out. And I don't know if that, that just carried over at the end of the game when he could have just said, we all should have played better. The game plan pivoted, guys, and we'll talk more about this during the week. And uh, tomorrow we'll get to our, our buddy Connor Riley from Dog Nation. When, when you lose Washington at tight end, Carl, it takes away your basic set. You're going with that 12 line of two tight ends. And so Brock Bowers, for much of the game, Brock Bowers wasn't a factor. He was either. absent. You're yeah. right. Yeah, late in the game is when he really showed up. We got plenty more dog conversation to get to. We know it's dogs and frogs for the national championship. We'll talk about it coming up at 4 o'clock. But when we come back, oh, is he doing snow angels next to a guy that's hurt? We'll talk about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 